Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fabius Pub and Grill. This is the Rocky Lombardi Show presented to you by Ontown Sports Night, brought to you by Fabius Pub and Grill. I'm your host, Brandon Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at B.300, and you can follow our main content account at Huskies on Tab. Every week leading up until the week of action, I'll be joined by Rocky as well as other NIL sponsored Huskies here at Fabius Talk NIU Football. Probably wondering where Rocky is right now. He's on his way over here. He'll be here probably about five, ten minutes. JJ Olympi is going to join us as well, uh, junior offensive lineman. But before we get started with them, obviously we played a game on Saturday again. We did not win a game on Saturday. Uh, it was ugly early, four interceptions from our quarterback. It honestly was an insurmountable lead from the jump. It was 14 nothing before you could even point. And at the half, by the time we got to half, it was 35 7. So, when United goes four points on the offensive side of the ball, your defense cannot stop their offense, and then you're getting them three points via the pick six. It's going to be a lot harder to come back than you would imagine. But in the fourth quarter, you start to put points on the board, saw John Richardson be successful on two onside picks, did not get the third one, but they were able to add some possessions late, and they were able to add some points late. Still not enough to get the victory, but you saw some better play from them in the second half. Maybe a little something to hold your head on, just going into Eastern Michigan week. But overall, not a great weekend for NIU football. It's homecoming weekend last weekend, and I had their whole team induction coach and got inducted last weekend, and the team just goes out there and lays an egg. And then this weekend, they traveled to get playing in Michigan to play against Eastern Michigan on the road. They're flying to all the season. They're one one conference. Averaging 31 points a game and giving up 31. So a team that has a right around a negative point differential. But they have some big wins on the season. They already beat Western. Uh, they beat Eastern Kentucky, which is not CS. They beat UMass. And then they went down to Tuppy, Arizona. They beat Arizona State. They got hurt by Edwards fired on the sideline. So they have four wins, two losses, one in conference, one to Buffalo, and then another not conference loss to Louisiana. It's a team that right now is, by all intents and purposes, in the race for the MAC championship. They obviously still have a lot of work to do, but they're looking at this game as another opportunity to put another foot forward towards getting the MAC championship. Offensively, they're led by quarterback Taylor Powell, 82 124 on the season, 974 yards, seven touchdowns, five picks. Obviously, he's shown the ability to. Points on the board with the Eastern Michigan offense, but he is an overly aggressive quarterback and will turn the ball over if our defense can put him in those positions. We've seen a good pass rush the last few weeks. Won't say as much about the back end. The secondary has not worked out an issue so far in the season. But with the pass rush the way it has been working, I still believe that they can get in there, create havoc, maybe force a couple or maybe force the air first. On the ground, Samson Evans, someone that we saw last season when he played against Eastern Michigan, 116 carries, 130 yards, six touchdowns. And he also has a pass, not touchdown here, which I thought was interesting. So, running a little bit of uh, trickery when it comes down to the goal line and they're able to strike a thousand years in the state. And then, as far as the receiving court goes for Eastern Michigan, there are three other ones. Tanner knew Darius Lester, Hassan, Hassan Bedoin actually used to play special teams, so that's someone that has worked their tail off to get into the Eastern Michigan starting lineup. 
I'm just using the two of her, not obviously with her. One of them, but for all three of them, all of them have about 20 touches, two or three touchdowns. But as a group, they have 16 receptions, 10 touchdowns, 827 yards. And then obviously, there's our other receivers and that receiver run that have been contributing for Eastern Michigan so far this season. But I think, as opposed to worrying about, you know, what it's about for Eastern Michigan, I think the most important thing is, is for our team to get back to doing what they've been doing. Last year, obviously, five ways to win football games and close games. As well, because I was talking about it right before I started the show here. You know, last season, you have four or five games where the ball is quite better than you fall short This season, in those one to one games, we have not had things pan out for us. We're sitting here at one and five. We essentially have to go five and one, even to get into the bowl game. And from there, it's like, what kind of bowl game do you get into? Quality of the bowl game, a good bowl game. But you still want to have a 500 season. Same with seniors off the right way. And finally, just to win football games down the stretch of the season, which the games do become a lot more winnable from here on out. Obviously, we've got a very tough schedule up to this point. But if you go past Eastern Michigan, the next two weeks are on the road. So you have Eastern Michigan on the road, you have Ohio on the road, and then back home to start managing November 7th, Central Michigan. Western Michigan back-to-back meets here at Western Stadium, and you have Miami of Ohio to close out the season. So it's not terrible. It's not a great schedule, but it's a winnable schedule. So if we can get back to playing the type of football that we know this team's capable of playing on, they should be able to find a way to win five football games. A lot of that has to do with the guy that I roll all week on here right now. I'd love to see them back in the starting lineup, but obviously we will not have any information on that tonight, but they're not going to be returning this weekend. But we'll catch up with him, see how his rehab process is going, kind of get, get up to speed with JJ Rookie because, you know, we haven't talked to him since last season. I had him on the show last year as well, but it's a weird time. We're halfway through the season, which I feel like the season has flown by so far. It's already six weeks in. It seems like the whole season ago was the last time we won a football game. So we got to get back on track. I said it on my post game podcast that like, you can feel with losing the way we lost Paul Sunbankville, Kentucky, maybe not Paul State, but all of the games up until Toledo, the team was highly competitive. They hung for three or four quarters and they lost the game with. In the Ball State case, they lost in the double. But Toledo, it was over before he even started, and the score is no actual indication on how close or how not close the game was. Uh, our second half, I pulled the stats, they had 25 points in the second half to their seven. Obviously, they took the foot off the gas a little bit, but it wasn't talked about too much on that post game, but the four interceptions, so yeah, they had to throw four interceptions in one of them, but they're throwing all to the same players. So, Cornelia Mitchell on Toledo is the one who came down with all four interceptions. Obviously, two of them ending up in the end zone, which you lose a game by 20 points, you give a team four extra possessions, two of which ended up as a pick six. It's a lot harder to come back than you would like. I was sitting out there on Saturday, kind of thinking about the Wyoming game from last season, how they were able to erase a four touchdown deficit. But this year's team and last year's team are not the same. And for all of our sake, whether you're a fan, a student, someone that covers the team like yourself and the players, you just hope that they can turn it around and get back in the win column. 
obviously the most important game on the schedule is the next game on the schedule. And no one of this game, uh, no surprise here, we are two and a half point underdogs. And FBI has us at only a 33% chance to win this game as opposed to 66. Obviously, those are just metrics that they use to kind of get these teams grades on paper, see where they're at, stack them up. So, so uh, Eastern is 63, and I was 36. But yeah, two and a half points spread, one and a half is six and a half. But this is going to be the defense game that's going to be one right now. But we have to find a way to get some stops, especially at crucial times. We've seen over the last few seasons in the half that defense is optional, if you will. Like if you look at our scores just from this season, the only time we haven't given up 30 points in the game was against Eastern Illinois. We have up 27, and that's an FCS opponent. So you really hope you can both teams to lower than 20. Or the 30th, or uh, not even in the same level of football that you are in the second division. But yeah, it's, it's tough. It's all uphill from here. If we pull up the max standings, yeah, similar to last week when we talked about them, still in the last place, still have our work cut out for us. But instead of being all in conference, we are now 0 2. And we only have six games left in conference. So you have to find a way. To make up for a two game difference, obviously, everyone plays each other, so differences could be made up in certain specific weeks, depending on what the matchups are. Depending on what the matchups are, sorry, I left the mic went off there for a second, but yeah, it's a tough zone. I anticipated and expected this team to be in a lot better position at this point of the season. A lot of us all talk about. Uh, they would return to Detroit, have an opportunity to compete for another night championship, potentially have the opportunity to get into the top 25. And I mean, if all went well, if they were able to beat Kentucky and run the table, who knows what would have happened. But at this point, it's surviving. And it's almost like the NCAA tournament. You have the Wings game in front of you, treat it like its own individual season, and then right on to the next weekend. Both these next two weeks are on the road, and it's a uh, it's not as tough going up against Ohio, but Eastern Michigan gave us a very tough game last year. I want to say it was like 27 to 21. And the difference in that game after last season was an interception that was returned for a touchdown for the good guys by Jake Dolph. And I remember that one. That was a rain going game last year. But they just get a text in from Rod Beasley, so he's on the way in. Right now, some game, just to mean about myself for a little bit longer, but yeah. I really hope that we can get him back this week. Jake will be returned to one two weeks ago, so I'll be interested to see uh, how his return has gone since he came back. I know he's been playing three different positions, looking to uh, some of their favorite menu items from here at Fatty's. We're going to go some of his goals for the rest of his time here. Obviously, JJ has a little bit more time uh, at NIU than Rocky does. And then at the tail end, before we wrap it up, we'll go through our picking. No college this week, only on my phone, a little bit before I'm a bluebird from Toledo Twitter, which for the last two weeks I have somehow displayed only ever posting shows that positively promote our student athletes, never taking shots at other schools, somehow ended up on Toledo and Bulls Twitter. So it is what it is. We're going to find a way to win a football game this weekend, and I'm going to be 
No, I'm not even gonna talk shit. I won't talk. I won't talk back to Eastern because that's not my style of play. Especially as to our receivers. Going into this matchup, I think offensively, again, it's hard to predict what the offense is going to look like, especially when you don't know who's going to be playing quarterback. Obviously, if Ethan is in, it's going to be even more of a run-heavy attack than we traditionally have. But especially considering the performance last week, I looked at Coach Andrews to try to protect him, try to keep his passes limited because last week, when I looked at the stats, Ethan threw the ball 49 times. Usually in a coaching game plan, it's only about 25, 30 passes in the game. It's usually not anywhere here for the night. So, so, but when you're down that game for long portions of the game, you have to air the ball on the corner to come back. I think one positive from last week's game was Antonio Brown returning to the lineup and returning with a bang. He had 86 yards, had a touchdown. He's my offensive player of the game. And between him and the Lady, they had, I want to say they had over 200 total yards of offense. I see JJ in the people just waiting to stay right now. My guy, what happened? What happened yesterday in London, man? Did you wake up early, man? I'm waiting to see you, man. What happened yesterday in London? That was rough. So JJ, the dude just joined us offensive lineman. That's off practice, I'm assuming. I like that, bro. Well, you got a nice yeah. little quote right there, but I'm going to start right off on the hot seat. So, for those of you that don't know, JJ's from Wisconsin. He is Mr. Wisconsin, Packers guy, Brewers guy, Hawks guy. But I must ask you, you have to say one nice thing about the Bears, the Cubs, and the Bulls. Only one. One nice thing? Stop living in 2016. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, but Bears and Bulls, too. Bears and Bulls, too. Uh, I kind of like Justin Fields. Okay. And, uh, I like Martin Rosen. Okay. All right. That'll play. That'll play. So, I see that since you returned to the starting lineup, you've been playing a couple different positions on the line. But what is your most comfortable position? What is the speed uh, probably left guard, um, just because that's what I've been playing a lot. But, uh, you know, tackles been fine. You know, I don't know if they might have teaching me, but, you know, we just had injuries. So, you got to have the next man to step up and, you know, be playing tackle. That's what we need. So, that's what I do. Yeah, I mean, injuries have been a big part of this season. We've lost two players in receiver, cornerback. You guys have lost them on the line. The guy that's going to sit next to me here in a little bit. We've missed him for a good chunks of the season. But, when you're faced with injuries like that, as a team that's young, which way do you turn to try and get back into the winning column? Like, you can't go to veterans, obviously, because most of the veterans are the ones that hurt. Who are some young guys that they're kind of looking to step up and make plays in those situations? Just as a whole? Yeah, just as a whole. Um, you know, we got to just have to look at the people that are in the leadership spot. So I know Ethan Anthony's done a great job of stepping up as a leader. Uh, Will Rock's been there. Now. Um, and then, you know, people along the lines, like, bosses step up a lot. I left tackle and the same with uh, Pete Niagara. And then, you know, with the guys that are veterans and they're out, they're still stepping up as leaders and helping us guys and pointing in the spots that we don't play in. So, them as a whole, just stepping up and teaching them. Rock's doing a great job of uh, helping out Ethan and everything. Um, but even on the defensive side, you know, James Esker, he's a big vocal leader. Uh, you know, I know the defense has been relying on him. It's not a top few. They still got a lot of veterans on the defensive side to help out. 
our young corners like Finley and Nani, and, you know, they've done a great job stepping up because they just play relentless. And so it's just been a good job as well as guys stepping up. Yeah, I think that's one of the beautiful things about the team is like when one man goes down, Coach Hammock has no problem putting the other guy in. Even if there isn't an injury, if you're having an off week of practice or an off game, like Coach Hammock will start you up. I think competitive, competitive nature brings excellence. And yeah, maybe we don't have it on the record this year, but I think this is the time of the season that you guys can turn the corner. You got a little bit of an easier schedule for the last six games of the season. But for you as a player, so this is your third year here, right? Fourth. So fourth year here. So when you got here as just a young boy, you know, just, just showing up, you probably weren't as big and slow as you are now. Where have you seen yourself improve? Where do you see yourself improve the most as a football player? Uh, just overall confidence and understanding, understanding the scheme of like the offense and stuff. Um, that's been huge. But like me being able to play different positions, that's just because I know the offense so well. So a lot of improvement on that. Um, I could always improve the strength. I'm not the strongest guy. I'm just very smart. That's why I get by But yeah, just a lot of, you know, the most of my team is just understanding the offense and really just following my technique. The more games I play, the more confidence I get. So just following you know, those two. And then I know last weekend didn't turn out how we wanted it to, but it's still homecoming weekend, so we'll be able to still see some family and have some friends coming to town for the game. Yeah, my mom and dad were there, and then so was my dad and my two little cousins, so it's nice to see them in the house. And I feel like every time I look at your Instagram, you have like another cousin or someone that's like playing in the NCAA or like the MLB or something like that. So how many athletes total do you have in your in your family and what schools and stuff like that? Uh, my cousin is at North Coast State. He's a wide receiver. He's migrated. My brother plays uh, baseball at Louisville. My other cousin plays uh, football at Whitewater. I got another cousin that rose at Ohio State. Um, I think that's. Oh, and then I got another cousin that plays uh, Division Two baseball at uh, uh, South Carolina. Uh, okay. You said South Dakota? Yeah. South Dakota. I don't think South Dakota. Somewhere in South Dakota. So I gotta say, like, North State or something. North Dakota State. Okay. So when you guys have family reunions, like, they gotta be super competitive. You ever get like a flag football game going, or even just tossing bags or something like that? I assume it's very competitive. Uh, yeah. Uh, we, we don't do either of those. We actually play uh, uh, 21. So we play a lot of basketball and just uh, 3v3. We have a other cousin that actually is retired. He's a kid at Oakland, up in Wisconsin, and he's a free ball. So he plays too. So we all see this. Can you do the Miles Garrett? Can you dunk it? Not tall enough. Yeah, I never, I never had hops like that. But yeah, I unfortunately was not born in a family that had that athletic uh, nature to it. I, I like to talk about sports, so I think that works. But yeah. I see many good things coming from your family, hopefully for you in the future as well. But to get into your future, so how many years left in eligibility? Like three? Two after this year. Two after this year, so three, including this year. Yeah. What are three goals that you absolutely have to accomplish before the end of your career? Uh, just overall strength as a player. I know it's pretty big uh, when you got played on the inside. I just in the whole in general. Uh, my second goal is probably just make an all-back team, whether it's first, second, or just kind of beyond that. Um, and then eventually just become an overall leader for the whole line and just kind of put the team in the goal. 
And then we've been coming here to Fags for a few years. The last two years we've been sponsored as an NIL sponsor athlete here. Tell me uh, just how the money diggers have gone so far this season. And you know, if, if you're here at Fags for the last time, you're about to go back to Wisconsin for good. What's the final deal that you made here? Uh, no, the deals have been great. You know, being able to spend more time with the old line, you know, it's like people want to just come in and mind off football. Uh, huge shout out to Joe and Jeff for you know putting this together. I think um, but my last final meal would probably be large homeless screens, uh, barbecue, and uh, macaroni and cheese plates. Those mac and cheese plates are good. So we'll get into a little bit of NFL. So the whole world was watching. Maybe I was a little bit early in the morning, but I know. You were in here last week talking about, you know, the Packers, this, the Packers, that, but break down on what happened out there on Sunday. Because, like, I woke up, it was 17 to 3, and I'm like, oh, JJ's probably happy. The Packers are going to win, and the Bears are going to lose. And, you know, he's going to talk shit to me tomorrow, but we won't lost. So, how do you feel now? Uh, it was a rough game. Uh, I actually woke up at like 9 30, so I'm just like, I was halfway into the second quarter. Uh, we seemed like we were moving the ball pretty well, but then the second half, we just couldn't execute. And then it seems like our secondary got so many holding calls uh, in the critical parts from like we should have gotten off the field. Uh, we still got us in that third game. Um, yeah, I think just a lot of it is on the offense, not being a fast student score. When the NFL has seen a lot of these standalone games, you know, the Europe games, there's a game in Germany this year, I think Mexico City. All these different cool stadiums. You've gotten to play in a lot of cool stadiums yourself, whether it was your time in high school or in college. Uh, what's like your favorite stadium to play a game? Um, I'd probably say Georgia Tech, just because that was a home yard victory. It was my first ever start, so I was probably Yeah, the Georgia Tech game brings back good memories. And I think, like, I always talk about Olympic sports, and, like, that was the ending of a very long losing streak. We hope the ending of a very long vision streak happens again on this Saturday. But yeah, I lost it. The beers didn't stand a chance that night. It was, and I'm lucky you guys were on the road too, so kind of part a little bit too hard that night. But looking back at this past weekend, obviously the game didn't go great. If you had time to assess the game, you've watched it out. What kind of positives can you take away from the Toledo game going into the next week against Eastern Michigan? Uh, just how we never stopped fighting. Uh, you know, we just kept fighting in the second half, you know, regardless of the score. Uh, we watched film, we didn't stop fighting. And I think that's what we can keep taking into these next six games is that we won't stop fighting regardless of our record. You know, I think we do you guys the best every week and uh, just we prepare for a dog fight from us. No pun intended, a dog fight. But yeah, it was not a great game. But the one thing that I think everyone knows with this team is that. Very easily could have been 52 to 7. That was the point. You guys scored. Talk about Richardson, too. Richardson got two onside kicks. He's been going through the upright, so that's good for his confidence. I was, I told you after the game, too, I was like, I'm happy he was in with all that zone. But from Eastern Michigan's standpoint, so we'll look a little bit ahead of this week. What's up the defense today, Ron? And uh, do you anticipate a tight game like it was last year? Uh, their quarters team, two ISAPs, sometimes they'll play one high. Uh, they got some new guys uh, up front, some old guys, though, too, from last year. Um, they're very physical. Uh, they play hard. 
Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be another close game because you know it's going to be one in the trenches on both sides. I know they got a good offensive line, they good offense, and so do we. So we got to be able to you know all the line scrimmage and be able to run the ball. And then I know we've talked about it in the past. Coach Anik talks about it week in and week out. Every, every week someone asks them, you know, about the other team. But you guys talk about what you guys have. So in order for you guys to find a way to win the football game out there this Saturday, what do you guys have to do in that 60 minutes to make sure that that happens? Uh, PTR, Tom Rock, uh, run the ball, and then uh, just play great defense and uh, really hold the offense to, you know, uh, good stuff. Uh, but yeah, just be able to run the ball and play good defense all around. And then on Saturday, we saw a little trickery on the two point conversion. We saw that with uh, the pass to Evan Bus. Evan, come over here real quick. I want to get your input on that pass real quick. Yeah, I want to know if you guys have more plays in the package. Well, we're bringing a sophomore wide receiver, we'll say, to the, to the table. Or Evan, give everyone a little rundown on uh, your little fleet for playing that down. Saturday, we almost got it in the end zone. Uh, well, it's quite simple. Uh, you throw the ball to the best player to get. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> I could not convert on that, but I try to make the play. It's simple as that. Now, in, in future instances, let's say you're the you're the on the receiving end of that. Do you find a way to the end zone, or you a little bit more athletic than Evan? Well, technically, it's called all plays, but we call it plays. Set, so there is a player that goes to me, but. Uh, it used to be called Cox, but uh, he unfortunately brought the ball in practice and we had to change the way this did. And then, uh, yeah, I think that was for on my bus. I love when you guys pull out the trip play. Shamar had the best down pass earlier in the year. I'm still waiting for Pete Niger, fourth and one from the one. Pullback, jive, pullback, dive, but uh, yeah, uh, I like when Coach Hammond peels back that last play, that last page of the playbook. Starts getting a little creative, but looking forward to the rest of the season. So you have six weeks left. What is the most important thing for this team moving forward? Obviously, you need to win five games to get the full eligibility. If you win all six, you have a chance maybe to get the match. But what's the most important thing looking forward for this team? Yeah, this morning's meeting with Coach Hammock was just playing together as a team and playing for each other. Um, his acronym for a team was together. Everyone achieves more, and so just if everybody plays together with energy and great urgency, to, uh, you know, basically mess up the other team, you know, we'll be in a great spot, and uh, we'll start seeing different outcomes. I mean, when you started playing football here, and even your second year here, we had no fans at all, obviously, because we were going through as a society, but what's it been like the last few weeks at home to see the stands full, making a lot of noise, making it difficult on third and fourth pounds. And I mean, that's really what college football is all about, right? Yeah, no, definitely this year has been great seeing all those fans. We really appreciate the support. I hope you guys keep supporting us, um, even through this rough patch. But, uh, you know, we're not a one in five team, so I hope these, these fans keep coming. Um, but it's been great seeing them. It's been awesome uh, atmosphere. Uh, at Husky Stadium, and even just the band game, like that was huge. And even last game, like, we had a great time on, great crowd. So, we hope people keep coming and keep cheering us on. You know, I was walking up, there were still people tailgating. When I was walking out, there were still people tailgating and, you know, bumping music and having a good time. So, it was a good day uh, to be a Husky on Saturday. And it's good, obviously, when you get everybody back out on campus, you, get, you know, you bring back Chandler Harnish, bring back Jordan Lynch, bring back guys like that. 
Coach Hammett got inducted into the Hall of Fame at NIU as a player and coach, I would assume. But what did that mean for you guys to see that for your coach, obviously, to see the success that he's had here throughout a couple different periods of his life? Because he was a player, then he was a GA, then he left, and now he's a head coach. So what's it been like uh, to play under a guy like that? Uh, it's been awesome just because he knows like what this program's been through and uh, you know I think I'm pretty sure if I recall correctly he was in like the dog days when we went very good and then he was yeah. able to turn it around. Um, but just hearing his passion and his you know energy towards this program and how much uh, love he has for the school. Um, it's been awesome to play with that kind of guy just because you know you want to play for a guy that much that, that has that much passion and energy. And then I know last season you guys were able. Oh my goodness! Everybody just pulled up to the show. The rat dog is in the building. What's going on, my guy? But uh, so last year was that your first championship in sports? Were you able to win championship in high school? So take me through kind of what that meant to you to be able to get that championship under your belt and so early in your college career to where you have an opportunity to get another one. Uh, I've been a lot, and I know I've been a lot to the guys, too, because, I mean, probably 90% of our team was on all in 16, and, like, we were, you know, in the dog waters of, you know, how bad we were and stuff, and just being able to see guys, uh, you know, push, really see the hard work that we've had in the offseason really pay off um, it was great. It was really special. And this is a great time, you know, being in Detroit, playing at Ford Field. Like, that's just awesome playing there in the stadium. Um, and it, it just meant a lot to the program, and I think meant a lot to the fans. We've been talking to Calvin, but uh, bring home the championship. Have you ever gotten to play at Lambo? <laughs> I'm assuming they don't play the, the Wisconsin High School no. champ. They might play at Wisconsin. Okay. 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 Rocky has joined the show. What's up, my guy? How you doing? Great. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. Just another week ready to talk about you football. So, Get you back on the show this week. Obviously, you weren't able to play, but you are. I'm sorry, I spilled some water. I was trying to pour it, but I'm not good with the pitcher. And then obviously, I didn't get a towel up here cooking up. But you were able to see the film, you've been able to see what happened out there on Saturday. What kind of positives can you take, maybe in the second half on the offensive side of the ball, going into this game against Eastern Michigan? Yeah, well, obviously, the first half we wanted it. There were quite a few positives in the second half. So you have to respond really well. Um, first of all, credit to him. You know, four turnovers in the game. Came out in the second half, slinging it, and played, played really well. So, um, you know, it, it takes a lot of mental toughness and, and a lot of confidence in yourself to be able to play like that. And then offensively, we, we ran the ball as well. Um, you know, just overall, we <laughs> played quite a bit better, obviously, the first half. We won that, but. And, and, you know, part of the reason we started with first half is we made 14 points. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't do that, especially against a good team like Toledo. So that was ultimately part of our downfall. There's definitely a lot of positive that we have to say. And then as the leader in that quarterback group, and, and quite honestly, you know, since this guy graduated, probably the oldest guy on, well, not the oldest guy on the team, because we still got Kyle Pujo, but what do you say to Ethan in the heat of battle, right? Because that's, it sucks for anyone to throw one interception before, and then you got to keep going back out there. What are you telling me to find the pump on the sideline? Yeah, I just told them to stay confident. Stay confident and keep trusting your reads, keep trusting your arm, and, and throws. You're going to make mistakes. Uh, you hope not to make too many, but it's part of, part of developing as a, as a young quarterback, especially. 
So I just told him, you know, you got to move on to the next play. You got to stay confident. Keep your head up. And trust me. And that's what he did. So I was real proud of him. So I asked this guy over here, when he got here, what areas he thinks he's improved. You've only known him for two years, but what areas do you think he's improved the most on since you've got here? Versatility would be uh, my answer. I think I mean, he can play all five positions now. Put in. Well, the tight ends. Like tight ends no, I mean he's he's been he's been terrific. He, he can now play all five positions, uh, which is really which is really helpful on offensive line. Because anybody at any given point can go down offensive line to physical positions. So to be able to have somebody who can fit all five of those roles, and, uh, it, it's it's really advantageous for offense. Give me the Liam and Libby package, bro. Give me that. I need it, I need it on NCAA 24 for next year. But uh, so Eastern Michigan, um, obviously we don't know if he'll be out there, but from what we've seen on film, what kind of scheme do you expect from them? Are they a heavy blitzing team? Are they more of a coverage team? What kind of things have you seen from them defensively? Uh, yeah, they've been pretty based. Uh, they're, they have been running a lot of cover four, but recently a lot of man, so they've been a lot of man coverage. Uh, they got some good corners. They've been pressing a lot, giving people a hard time. So, uh, you know, we're going to expect a lot of coming forward, a lot of man. Uh, you know, hopefully we're going to be able to. We got some good, good line scheme stuff dialed up, and hopefully we can uh, attack them in the passing as well. And then as far as last weekend, obviously with you being from Iowa, you know, it's homecoming weekend. You were probably able to get some family and friends in town, minus your brother because he probably had a game as well. So maybe your family was split down the middle. But were you able to see some people from your family and were you able to at least spend some quality time before they went back home? Oh, uh, yeah, I got uh, I got to have my mom come to the game, which is special for me. She doesn't get to come to a lot. I got four siblings, uh, for those of you guys that don't know. So she's uh, she's always busy. I'm the oldest as well, so all the kids are she's still in the house. She's running around the practice all the time. So for her to be able to come out to a game, you know, see her when I go to school, we went to dinner after, uh, it's pretty special for me. I'm hoping you took her to Faggies, right? <laughs> but, but yeah, it's like I was talking with JJ too. It's like both your families are both very athletic families with like multiple players in different sports. So it's, it's good to see that. It's good to see uh, your ability to kind of continue to bounce back. Obviously, you start your career at Michigan State. For whatever reason or not, it doesn't go your way. You end up here, you win a championship. And right now, you're dealing, I mean, I don't know, have you ever had any other injuries before this that have? Sideline you for this amount of time? Uh, not this amount of time. No, I, I had a had a knee injury, a different knee injury uh, during COVID season, and uh, I actually played the next week. I played the week we played Michigan at the big house. Um, yeah, so I was playing off of a grade two MCLA still spring. Couldn't go. <laughs> they just sent me out there now. I ended up playing pretty well over the blue line game, so that was good. But yeah, I've never, I've never really had too many injuries. Um, so it's, it's pretty weird for me to have to sit on the sidelines and do what I can from there. But uh, I'm just controlling what I can control, and I'm going to get back as soon as I can. Yeah, that's like what I said the second you went down. Like, it has to be something serious because I know your mental makeup. I know, like, you're the type of player that they have to take care of. Like, no, we're going to need that. You can't go back in the game. But. As far as your rehab process is going, so uh, you don't have to get into too much detail, but how's it going? Do you feel good out there throwing your football and, and moving around? Do you have a little bit more mobility in that knee? Uh, yeah, for sure. I'm constantly improving. It's, it's been, uh, I've gotten better and better every week. 
start protocol a little bit last year. I'm going to go transfer some weight on it. Practice today, uh, I'm really doing quite good, so I think there's a pretty good chance that I can see somebody in the next one day. Oh my goodness. You did not just say that, did you? Hey, I hope we can get you back out there. I said that uh, at the top of the hour. Somebody did on Saturday, like trying to trying to just push you, push you a little bit out there. I was like, I can't wait to see you run out that tunnel, brother. And then I got there and went in and I just said, but uh, it's all good, man. It's, as long as you can get back out there, and like I told you off show, we'd rather have you come back 110% than come back 80% and go back down. So it is what it is, as long as you can get back out there for the team. But other than that, I gotta get into some offensive stuff. So I try to preview the game as, as much as possible on offense, but it's hard to do that when I don't know who's playing quarterback. You obviously don't have to talk that, but what are some ways that you think that our offense, you know, has advantages over their defense? Yeah, so again, it depends on who's playing quarterback. I'm not to be honest with you about that. I'm gonna try to get off the can. But there's there's different things that you know that Lynch can do with can and vice versa. So it really depends on who's, who's out there from him, and we're going to put, put our players in, a, in the best possible position to succeed. Uh, I think Coach E did a good job of making sure that uh, we're running plays that we're comfortable with and that we have the ability to hold that dispute. So uh, that's really what it comes down to is putting two players in a good position and then execute. After, after last year's game, I went through the box where I saw it painted a little bit of a different story. Right? I saw Ontario Brown, 86 yards, 6.3 yards of pop. These guys up front doing their job. But I saw Harrison Reed do the end, 10 catches for around 100 yards. I don't know if he ever had any uh, games like that in the past. So seeing Harry put together a game like that in a game in the future, maybe we won't, won't have all your mobility. Is it a little bit uh, comforting to see that you can get your backs Performing like that out of that field? Yeah, for sure. Henry's really improved as a as a running back in the, the past game. Uh, you saw that last week, and that's also credit to Ethan for you know making his reads and getting the ball checked down and picking up others for the alerts. But uh, Henry's really improved. Obviously, we know Mason and Blake Moore is a threat in the past game, so we got we got players that like come out of that field and make plays for us. So yeah, for sure. You know, if, if my mobility is an issue or anybody's mobility for that matter. You know, having a running back that you know will uh, find space and get out there in the past game and allow you to check all down. That's definitely not it. Well, then before you got here, uh, we, we saw Evan make his way to the to table and we asked him about his trip playing on Saturday. JJ said they got one for his side of the ball. And Marcus said the play was originally for him. You're the quarterback who runs that play the bus. <laughs> I don't know, I don't the play that well, apparently. No, we all did a good job. Buzz actually made quite, quite a catch one day. Yeah. I think this is the game for the world. I don't want to be jumped off and made a kid and forgot how to catch. So, um, uh, they, they all have their own strengths. But I wish it would have worked, honestly. It was pretty, it was pretty fun to see. It was crazy too because the reporter from the Northern Star right before it was like, I want to see a play drawn up for Henry Morris. And then it happened like two weeks later. So I was, I was very surprised to see that. But we talked a little bit about the streak. So you were part of the streak being busted the first time with Georgia Tech. We were a big losing streak going into that. We're on a five game losing streak going into Eastern Michigan. And obviously, we all know you guys are a team that's better than our five team. What is the most important thing for you guys as a unit to go into Gibson Landing and find a way to win a football game this Saturday? 
I think it's just be confident in ourselves. You know, when we're out there playing with confidence, everything seems to go well for us. We've had really good offensive performances and, and basically all of our games, I think, for us, we've a little bit of reception. But uh, we can produce those offense. We go out there, be confident, execute. Uh, you know, that's really what it comes down to. We just execute our ball security. See, and that's one thing that in, in weeks past, before last week, you guys did a great job of, you know, protecting the football, not fumbling, and not throwing interceptions. But it's just a simple number of things. If you look at last week, right, they gave them four extra possessions, two of which under the end zone. And then I want to say the other two, they still scored, maybe not touchdowns. It's a lot to come back from. And then, too, as it's all happening, you're running out of time. So you only have half the game to come back from that run. But... Going into this next matchup, uh, do you have, like, I won't make you get too far in the game plan, but do you have, like, a, a guy that you think will have a, a breakout game this week in the last division as well on offense and defense? Um, you know, offensively, obviously, one of our running backs will have a good game. You know, like, you know, I like to help who, uh, sure, one of them will have a good game or multiple. Um, and then uh, I really think, you know, Cole Tucker's going for a good game. Uh, he, he was, he's a great talent. Um, I think we, we utilize him very well. So, you know, I, I think 15 will have a good game. Um, eight's been good for us. Casper's been good as well. So, but I think one of those three guys will have a good game. And, and, and we'll probably more of us are going to and then we'll ask you over here, JJ, who do you think is due for a big game this week? Uh, I think Ontario Brown is due for a big game. Uh, he's been doing pretty good, but I think he's going to break some uh, some plays through pretty soon. And I kind of agree with uh, Rocky there with Paul Tucker. You know, he's due for a big game. Uh, you know, maybe we'll have a surprise, too. We never know. So last week, uh, I think the Rockman won again. Rocky beat me and Pete, I think, combined. But this week we're not going to do college anymore because I think I got in trouble for doing this. We're only going to fill from now on. I picked five games, so that's also uh, an odd number. But I basically just put our two teams in there and then three other games. So start with JJ first. This week's pick them. Guess pick them, celebrity pick them with JJ Libby. The Chicago Bears and the Washington Commanders. Thursday Night Football. My team at home needs a win. Can I get it for the Bears? Uh, yeah, I'd probably say the Bears in the middle. All right, Rocky, how do you feel about that one? Bears in the football, Bears need a win. Amazon Prime, do they get it? Uh, Bears do need a win, that's for sure. Uh, they've, uh, they've had some struggles. I think Washington's looking good, too. I picked the Bears last time, and they, they let me down. I think I'm going to the football team. <laughs> Yeah, and I gotta say, did you guys see the Brian Robinson video of him coming up the tunnel? Did you see it? So Brian Robinson was running back into Alabama. He got shot, and they, they tried to like steal his car or something. He came out to Megan and that fifty cent. If you know that song, it's like man, man. Yeah, that was a good one. But yeah, um, I'm gonna have to go Bears, and we'll talk a lot more Bears tomorrow. I got Bears on Snapchat. Join us on Twitter. You join the chat sometimes. I see you in the viewers every now and then. Yeah, he's supporting the guys. He's a good friend. But you guys have an interesting matchup. You play against the Jets this week. So the JTS are hot. Two in a row. Jets versus the Packers. Who you got? I got to go, Pat. Go. Um, 
Like 12 is going to have a good game. He's going to bounce back. I think your secondary is going to bounce back. And the defense is going to play a great uh, fundamental game that they have not been playing all year. Um, and I think 33 is going to go for 150 plus. Watch. He's got to stop wearing sunglasses inside. <laughs> Rocky, for you. First to judge. So you know. Uh, the, the Jets have been hot, like you said, which is uncharacteristic. <laughs> but uh, I think I'm going to have to go back here. I got to trust Aaron Rodgers. I know the Jets have been hot. I think this one's going to come down to who has a better quarterback, which uh, is, is pretty obvious. And then I got to ask you guys do we have like a popular favorite team on the team for you guys? Is it like a lot of people are Bears fans, a lot of people are Packers fans, so you guys maybe got some Cowboys fans in there? It's kind of uh, it's mostly Bears Packers. Right? Bears Packers, yeah. A lot of people from Chicago and Wisconsin. So they both have a lot of Bears Packers. Yeah, we do we do, do a great job recruiting the local area to make sure Coach Hannah always says, you know, you gotta hit the home front first and get the rest of the players from there on out. But game of the week, game of the season potential. Kansas City Chiefs Buffalo Bills. I'm going Jets, by the way. Okay. I want to root on your guys' downfall for one more week. But yeah, it was nice to wake up yesterday and see the Giants, the Packers. I got, I got my jabs in before you got here. But for you, Rocky, uh, Kansas City plays Buffalo. Who do you think has even handled this one? Who's home? I don't know. I don't know. Kansas City. Kansas City's home? I really like the way Buffalo's looking. And I really. I'm unsure about KC at this moment. I know that they're going to be fine. They're a good team, but I think I'm going to have to go Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, the Buffalo fan base is electric. They're jumping through tables. They're eating like 100,000 chicken wings and all that stuff. They're going to have to be able to play it. This Sunday, Chiefs Bills, always a good game. What do you got? Um, I was watching the NFL Network, and it said that Kansas City has scored 40 points in the last two games against Buffalo. Um, but I think it's gonna be a very close game all game. I think it's gonna be on the wire, and it's really gonna be a good as a ball last. And uh, I think Buffalo's gonna sneak one out. But uh, we got two more games. Uh, the NFC matchup Sunday night football Cowboys versus the Eagles. Uh, my dad was in shambles because the Rams just forgot how to play football this year, like they got crushed last week. And uh, I think that one that all three of us got wrong, but this is a big matchup that we think wins this one. I did, I did pick against the Cowboys last week and they lost. Apparently they won. They yeah. won. I lost. Yeah. Um, the, you know, Philadelphia is so hot. I really yeah. like Philadelphia. But I think, I don't think they're a team that's going to go anywhere. I think this is the week. I think uh, Cooper Rush is going to stay perfect. I'm going Cowboys. Cooper Rush, like we said, still hasn't lost the game as a starting quarterback in the NFL. He is a former Central Michigan Chippewa, so we, we don't want him to do too great, but it is nice to see him for the conference. But JJ, are you a big game Dallas, Philly, Sunday Night Football? Who do you got? Um, I hate that Prescott, so I hope Cooper Rush pulls out another one. And then when Dak comes back, they got a big uh, decision yeah. to make, and I hope they pick Cooper. Hey. Cooper S is electric and he's a cheaper option, but I had to throw one revenge game on there for the week. So if you guys know Jameis has been out for New Orleans, Andy Dalton so New Orleans versus Cincinnati, Andy Dalton revenge game. The ginger versus the, the Bengals. Who do you got? 
interesting. I didn't know that Andy Dalton was playing for us. Yeah. Uh, I think Andy Dalton's going to play well. I do. Uh, I'm always been a fan of Andy Dalton. People always give him crap. But, it's at New Orleans. Yeah. But I think he's a good player. I think he'll play well. But I ultimately think that the Bengals had a couple of tough losses. I think Joey needs to come out angry. Uh, I'm going to take the Bengals in this one. Yeah, last night's game was a good game. Came right down to the wire, but you give Justin Tucker a chance late. But JJ, for you, uh, final game here on this schedule, we got uh, Cincinnati versus New Orleans. Who you got? Um, you know, it's always tough playing in New Orleans. Um, but I do think at Connor Green Rocky, that Cincinnati's going to do for a year. But the greatest, and they've had a couple of losses, so I'm going to Cincinnati. So I'm going to go Philly for my last one, but I'm also going to go Cincy for this one. One thing I didn't mention, New Orleans is in Louisiana. So cool if it turns back to Louisiana. So he might throw for like a thousand yards. And two, we talked about it on our Bears podcast yesterday. Can I ask you this as a quarterback? Do you feel that you play better in a dome than outside? Um, it's a big question. I guess it depends on the weather. Um, obviously, the weather is always perfect in a dome. It is nice. I've played too many domes in my career. I do like playing in a dome, but I think it, like obviously you're going to play better in a dome than you are in the rain and the snow. But the, the downside to playing in a dome is it, it is really loud. It's so communication is tough. Um, a lot of times that disrupts timing and, and adjustments. So it kind of depends on it depends on a lot of things, I guess. But I would say I would say generally you you play better. You throw it better. I don't know if you actually do better, but definitely I would I would say that the passes are more accurately thrown than the dog, if I guess. And then I asked JJ before you got here, but last year we didn't have the biggest crowds. They weren't the loudest. This year I'm pretty big, they've been loud. What's it been like, especially as someone who, you know, you come from the big time and who's playing in front of big crowds? What's it been like here? Small town USA, a bunch of park fields around the town, but to see everyone rally around that's weekend we know. Yeah, no, it's awesome. We had a great turnout for homecoming last week. Um, probably the biggest crowd since I've been here, just kind of looking at it. Uh, they, they're tremendous. It's, it's exciting to see. I like playing in front of the crowd, um, and I like putting on a show. So it, it was good for them to come out. We appreciate you guys. Uh, definitely, as far as I've seen, the best crowd in the year. It's an hour to take a close. Um, so we love having you guys out. Uh, we're going to keep trying to put on a show for you guys. Uh, keep supporting. Okay. And then we'll go, we'll go across the table real quick. We'll ask JJ first. Obviously, you guys are on the road this week. You're traveling to Gibson Lady, Michigan. JJ, do you have any words for the traveling fans ahead of this week's matchup? Uh, just be as loud as you can and cheer us on, and uh, we'll put on a show for you. Rocky, do you have a message for the fans that are traveling out to Michigan to see you guys play this week? Yeah, yeah, we appreciate you guys coming. Uh, we, know, we know it's a long haul. We got to do it ourselves. So, <laughs> oh, uh, no flight? No, no flight. flight? No flight. No flight. No the hard way. Yeah, the hard way. <laughs> uh, we, we really do appreciate you guys coming out. Uh, it's good to play in front of our own fans. We have a lot of support. Well, with that being said, you heard them get out there on Saturday. We got some free time. Go see the Huskies find a way to win a football game on the road against Eastern Michigan. But for us at Baddies this week, 
That will wrap up the fourth edition of the Rocky Lombardi Show live from Patty's Point of Grill. We'll be live every Monday until midweek match begins. Make sure to stay tuned to the Huskies on Tech channel on Apple and Spotify for future episodes of the show. Rocky and I will be back next week to recap the Eastern Michigan game and take a look ahead at the Ohio game. If you stopped in to see the show, we appreciate your time and even for catching the show on your favorite podcasting platform. We appreciate you as well. Again, this was the Rocky Lombardi Show presented to you by Octet's Innocent and brought to you by Betty's Public Room. I'm your host, Raven Suarez. You can follow me on Twitter at BDON300. You can follow our main content account at Huskies on Tap. And then you can throw Rocky a follow at Rocky Lombardi. Well, Jizzy, where can we find you at? Jizzy, let's be on Make sure to talk trash to him when the Jets beat the Packers this weekend. Again, we really appreciate you guys this evening. We look forward to seeing you here for next week's show. And go us. Yeah. I got drink of living lavish in the kitchen with magic. I got drink of living lavish in the kitchen with magic. Bad bitch, bad habits. We got London on the track. I ain't asked now for nothing. I took the heart away. Toya put me over coming with the they took my heart away, heart away, heart away, heart away, jumping in heart.